You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the mind of the meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. We cover wrestling, music, movie, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie. I'm your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is The Blue Meanie. And today, meanie, we are joined for episode 83 weeks by the one and only best friend of Eric Bischoff, James Sorensen, but first, Meanie, what's on your mind? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, Eric's friends here. I, I, I don't, I don't have anything on it. You know, I like, he's got all the clout, man. That's, uh, I'm just a guy. Oh no, with a podcast, man. We, yeah. <laughs> just, we just a guy with a podcast pod- standing in front of. Yeah, just standing in front of the guy uh, who's friends with Eric. Yeah, well, James uh, Sorensen. He's Sorensen level, Meanie, and that yes. earns him the right and privilege and gives us the privilege to be joined by him once every couple of months <laughs> uh, as a co-host for the Mind of the Meanie. He's, where, he's rocking his hashtag Sorensen blue level shirt. Uh, James, nice. you, you are the most supportive uh, uh, patron and, uh, and fan that we have, and we've got some great ones, but man, you are... Uh, you you are are the most supportive uh, guy that I know. So thank you for being here. We're excited to uh, yeah, man. Thanks, excited to uh, have you here. Thanks for taking time away from hanging out with Eric to uh, join us. And yeah. uh, nah, nah, it's cool, man. Uh, I mean, we got the the whole Patreon thing over at patreon.com slash mind of the meanie and. We uh, did one level. We're like, ah, this would be cute if we did this. And James is like, I'm all about it. So we literally had to name it after him. So yeah. <laughs> after we did and a terrible that, job of just going, James, don't do this. Don't pay this much. Why are you paying this much? <laughs> we're, we're horrible salesmen. Uh, but, you know, it means a lot. You know, uh, Pod Squad's, you know, the driving force behind the show. It's why I get up early even though i'm i'm late today a uh, little inside baseball uh but you know why i get up every week and do the show is for the pod squad and you know james uh, you you are you know part of the pod squad and uh here we are and, and i look for, i was looking forward to this all week so uh, i'm glad you're here well at least i didn't cut last minute no show this time and had, had my happy little butt up to um Cody Wyoming. Yeah, we were worried about that. Oh, we, yeah. we were pretty confident that you were going to just completely screw us over here. 
And, uh, yeah, uh, thankfully you didn't. Uh, last time, of course, for those of you who are just joining us uh, in recent weeks, this is your first experience with one James Sorensen. Uh, he was supposed to join us months ago, and, uh, and, and he did eventually. But he said, oh, I got to go see a friend. Unfortunately, I, I can't make it on the time that we had scheduled to have him on the show. We're like, hey, you know, look, friends, family, they come first. We understand. No big deal. Well, the friend was Eric Bischoff. <laughs> so that son of a bitch was hanging out with Eric Bischoff uh, instead of hanging out with us. Who does that? He pulled a bl- he pulled a blue mania on us. He uh, kayfabed us, and then eventually did, we just start seeing the photos online of him yep. uh, with Eric. We're like, oh, <laughs> oh, friend. Yeah. So I Mini mean, got the trick from me. Got it. Yeah, inside baseball. That's why I wasn't here last week. I was so furious over Meanie's uh, kayfabe that I needed an entire extra week to cool down from it. Um, no, great episode last week, Meanie. Uh, you and the uh, the old stepdad, Adam Bernard, uh, knocked another uh, one out of the park. I appreciate it. I was over, I uh, had my, my wrestle pro duties. Um, and when I got out of the bathroom, I went and did uh, commentary for them. So it was great. <laughs> was this after yeah, you or before you go up in the bathtub? Oh, dear God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Say what? But, uh, yeah, man, um, yeah, uh, Russell Pro's knocking it out of the park, too, by the way. They, they're doing yeah. great stuff. You know, uh, I did their Alaska loop, and then uh, yeah, I was almost on that show last week <laughs> as a surprise. But uh, last minute things, I, I, I couldn't do it. But, um, anyway, but ironically, Crowbar took your place. So Gangrel, <laughs> so Gangrel got injured. Gangrel was supposed to be a part of it. He got injured, right? Um, and the hope was for you to, and that's not to say anyone wasn't hoping for Crowbar, um, but yeah, you know, the hope was that you were going to be able to make it. Uh, unfortunately, it was super last minute, um, yeah. and you already you already booked Terry, and uh, and so uh, so yeah, so then Crowbar was there. He had a great showing. Such a good dude. Such an unbelievably all, good guy. Crowbar's awesome. Yeah, and uh, although I will say, I was a little disappointed because for as much as we have worked together, I've never gotten to call one of your matches. So That's so insane. So where so hopefully now I've been um, told that I'm I'm coming back. I'm booked for uh, uh, for the November show for WrestlePro. So apparently I did. Some, I I don't know if I did something right or if I just didn't do enough wrong, but they're bringing me back uh, <laughs> to do more uh, color commentating, which is uh, I had such a good time doing that. Uh, and and Dave, the guy that I was working with, um, he he was awesome leading the way there. So it was, and it's just a great crew all the way around. But uh, yeah, it's uh, there's going to be a good show there. So a little little shout out to WrestlePro. You can check that out on Fight TV. Um, but yeah, but Meanie eventually. You'll be, I mean, dude, if they brought you to Alaska, they'll bring you to New Jersey. Yeah. You know, know, so you'll be there. 45 minutes from my house. That would have been a dream booking, you know. Well, Alaska was a dream booking too, but to, uh, you know, I love, you know, I love working for MLW because it's five minutes from my house at the ECW Arena. So, WrestlePro, you know, 45 minutes from my house. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, is that air yet? If I, if I, I, huh? I'm sorry, I didn't mean where? to cut you off. Have I been where? No, has that aired yet? The uh, MLW your oh. appearance in MLW. 
No, uh, we did. The match was a 12-man elimination match, like Survivor Series. Style. Oh, right, so they're right, gonna, right, right. They're going to air it around Thanksgiving. Because okay. in, in the vein of, uh, you know, uh, Survivor Series, they're going to, uh, you know, have a Survivor Series-style match around a traditional Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah, the uh, the Thanksgiving tradition or the Thanksgiving Eve tradition or whatever. Yes. Can we talk about that for a minute? Uh, and Sorensen, this is something maybe you, I don't know, what are you, Sorensen's like 18 or something, so he doesn't really, he can't appreciate this. But, man, I back in the day, it was so much better. Like, that I, maybe it's because I was a kid, and Meanie, you're a few decades older than me, so maybe you can a- attest to this. Uh, maybe you felt the same or differently, but when it would be like the Thanksgiving Eve tradition and all that, like, dude, Survivor Series felt like the biggest event yeah. ever and seeing these guys team the, this like hodgepodge of characters that didn't belong together nowadays people are like well, why are they teaming together that's stupid but back in the day you'd have people team together that were not ever seen on camera together otherwise and it was so freaking cool yeah. why is that not the case today do you think it's because there are a million shows a million hours of TV a week and that we've seen every single uh, interaction we possibly could and it just doesn't have it? Or do they not build it up any differently? Because to me, Survivor Series is not built to be any more unique than anything else. Like, it, it's not. It's just a different logo on the show. Well, I, I, you pretty much answered it for me. It's just like, you know, uh, back in the day when we were kids, there was four pay-per-views mm. a year. You know, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and that was it. And then, like, when they started, you know, the ideas of doing extra pay-per-views, like, in your house, that was like, oh, my God, they're going to do five pay-per-views? <laughs> and now there's a, there's a fucking pay-per-view every month with, you know, some, uh, you know, with, you know, just WWE, and then, you know, they had the takeover specials and stuff like that. So, you know, it just seems like there's a show, you know, a show uh, – it's just, it feels like just another show, even though it's one of the original four pay-per-views to help, you know, build the company and, you know, continue storylines and stuff like that. So, and, you know, you know, the, so, <laughs> I love the Survivor Series matches, but like, you know, sometimes when you had the tag team Survivor Series matches and there's like 12 people going down the, the, uh, <laughs> the ring apron and there's the, you can't even hit the ropes just because, you know, you, you'll run into somebody or, you know, it got a little bit crazy. But I like the uh, traditional, you know, 4 on 4 Survivor Series where, you know, uh, you know people uh, work out their beefs. And like you said, people tagging that normally wouldn't tag before yeah. you know, or tagging. That, that was always intriguing and stuff like that, you know. And if you're on Hogan's team that, you know, those guys got the rub for Tegan, team Hogan at Survivor right. Series and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's just because of the fact that, you know, it's just, it feels like just another pay-per-view because, because like I said, there's 12, minimum 12 pay-per-views a year. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we're on the uh, 30th anniversary, believe it or not, of the first time there was a non-Survivor Series match on Survivor Series. It was the gravest challenge, if you remember, is The Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah. It was the first time they had a non-Survivor Series match at Survivor Series. And uh, and I remember thinking, all right, that's kind of cool. And then it just 
they WWE'd it, you know, where they <laughs> just... And my other thing, if I'm going to say, and I don't want to go go too far into this because if I can plug this, uh, there's going to be, we haven't announced it yet, but I'm going to give it, this is why you got to listen to Mind of the Meanie to get all the, uh, all the announcements. Um, there's going to be a very special event on Fight uh, on Thanksgiving Eve. It will be the new Thanksgiving Eve tradition. It's going to be, uh-huh. uh, instead of talking with friends, which is that little side show that I do, it's, it's definitely a side show. Um, that little that little thing that little podcast that I have with some of my friends, uh, it's going to be talking with friends giving. So we are going to be uh, chatting all about you know Survivor Series and anything else that comes to mind. We're going to have a bunch of we're going to have some random friends. I shouldn't say a bunch. I only know of one so far who are going to stop by. Um, people, uh, not you, Sorensen. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't. Sorensen's waving his hand. He's like, I'll, I'll come. Uh, no, it's just a virtual thing. Um, I'll start driving now. Yeah, but uh, no, so we're going to be doing that. That's going to be on fight, uh, which would be kind of cool. Uh, but um, but no, what, one of the other things I just want to say that really annoys me with Survivor Series is when they do the red and blue shirts. I feel like it it makes everybody feel like a like a jobber, like a little, like a, you know, like it, it, it removes any, uh, instead of making everybody seem like a cohesive unit, it makes nobody seem like an individual. And that's doesn't work but yeah they kind of try and make it like an all-star team where instead of the people wearing the team the the jerseys of the the team they had these you know the football and major league baseball all-star games and stuff like that where stuff people i mean they used to wear their own team jerseys Mm -hmm. but now they all have to wear specialized uniforms for mlb and and NFL and stuff like that. And it's, it's, I guess it's kind of cool. You don't want to accidentally throw to the wrong guy or, you know, in football no, I, or whatever. And I think it is easier. But in wrestling, to, wrestling's wrestling, you know? It's easier for people to keep track of who's who, especially because, and this is something that I've always, I have always, always disagreed with this. And by always, I think it's only been like a couple of years. But um, the draft should not happen when it happens. The draft should be the Monday and Friday following Survivor Series because they are going to have Raw versus, and I feel like we talked about this like a year ago. We're going to have Raw versus SmackDown, but these people have been together for a couple of weeks on this brand. They're not representative of, you know, of that brand. Nobody recognizes them as, as being a part of that brand. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Why don't we... Why don't we do Survivor Series, which is after an entire year of these rosters, and they fight it out, and they fight it out, and then it's like, yeah, Raw won. We're so excited. Raw won. And then it's like the next episode of Raw. Now we're finally, we're all like a, a, a team. We're all here together, and it's like, oh, nope, we're drafting you over to SmackDown. Now so-and-so has to show up at SmackDown having just embarrassed SmackDown. I mean, Bruce Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me a call. Hello? No, I used to like... Uh, sorry, I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just was going to no. say, um, ten year, about 10 years ago, they had a, WWE had a pay-per-view called Bragging Rights. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Like, the SmackDown versus Raw. And then Survivor Series was its own thing. With the traditional... But it's like... <clears throat> now it's just... Yeah. 
I think that now size it's, now says it all. Now it's been Vince Russo. I mean, I think it's just you can sit here and, and you know we can play Monday morning quarterback on everything, and and it's it's always easy outside the bubble to book something. But there's my issue with with a lot of the booking with WWE has been like it, it, it's not the as Jeff Jarrett would say granular booking. It's not the individual match. It's not the you know the the little stories. It's the overall presentation. And that's what I'm talking about, like the idea of like do Survivor Series and then do the draft. Like I'm not so concerned with who's drafted to what show. I don't care. It, it's meaningless. But, you know, do something. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, what's up, Meanie? How are you doing? <laughs> I was going to say I don't like the brand split anyway, so it's just like, eh. You know. Here's the fun thing about the brand split. It's not necessary anymore. Do you know why they no. did the brand split? Because they didn't have their own competition. They didn't have competition because they put yeah. WCW and ECW out of business. Well, yeah. guess what? Whether they want to admit it or not, they've got competition in AEW. They have competition in Impact. They have competition in, in MLW. So, you know, there is other wrestling out there for people to go watch if they want to. You don't have to create your own competition. And somehow, AEW has managed to figure out how to have multiple shows a week with an incredibly large roster and still showcase everybody appropriately. And I'm sure some people complain about it, but I think everyone's showcased very well. Yeah. Yeah. They, that, you know, they have done that. And, uh, hats off to Tony Khan because he's, uh, pretty much taking the reins on the creative over there. And, uh, I mean, he's got so much on his plate between AEW, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the, you know, the soccer team. I don't know what their name is, but, uh, um, <laughs> uh, they don't even know. They so want to be called football and it's soccer. So yeah. it's like, what can you yeah. even, yeah. I mean, they're not the Philadelphia United, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Look but, at, uh, he, look, he's got so James much kissing ass over there. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's got a, he's got so much going on. I don't know. How look, I can't organize my own shit, let alone what everything that Tony Khan does, you know, and still, you know, keep it cohesive and, and uh, you know, some kind of uh sense, you know. I but, think he has a like so Tony Khan's mind, he's very like big into statistics and you know, and like numbers. I feel like his mind is able to see a large picture of this huge roster and all of these shows, I think just the way his brain works is better yeah. suited to it than, than other people. Maybe and I'm not saying that, yeah. Oh, he's smarter than the people at WWE. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I, I think he's just, it's, it's a, a talent that he happens to possess to, to be able to kind of see this, this, this large picture here and, and be able to, to piece it all together. And, I, I don't understand anybody who's negative towards AEW. Um, nah. My honest opinion is they're lying to themselves. I, I, I think they're, I don't even think they're lying to themselves. I think they're lying to everybody else. Cause I think deep down they know the only reason, if you really were to have a conversation with somebody who doesn't like AEW, their reasoning for not liking it is because I believe, and this is just my theory. I believe they feel like they're outsiders because they don't know about 
Japanese wrestling. They don't know, uh, they're not familiar with Kenny Omega's work prior to AEW. So they feel when these people show up in their Bullet Club shirts and all these people are, you know, so like Die Hard and, and Suzuki shows up and the crowd goes crazy and you're sitting there kind of like me going like, I don't really get what a Suzuki is. Like, I understand that and I think think that that is the thing. You've got WWE where it's this worldwide brand and, and this long history You've got AEW, which is kind of played off of a history of something that wasn't theirs. And I think that the people that hate it so much, they just want to they wanna seem cool in a specific crowd. So they want to seem cool in the coat of cornet crowd. So they go, oh, they're spot monkeys. They're gonna, they don't, I mean, these are people who, if you ask them to plan out a match, they wouldn't, they, they, they wouldn't know a wrist lock from wristwatch, as they say. So I think anybody who's trashing AEW... I think they're full of shit. I think, Meanie, you can speak to this better than anybody. You were backstage. You saw the effort that yeah. goes into this show. They, these aren't a bunch of people. They're not walking around the locker room going, hey, how, how can we troll WWE? Like, no, they're, they're very <laughs> much focused on putting on the best show they possibly can. And, dude, they've changed the business. You love pro wrestling? How about loving pro wrestlers? How about the fact that for the first time, and I was just talking with the Good Brothers about this. Let me pick up those names I dropped. But I just uh, I was just talking to them about this on uh, on a fight and focus. This is the there are more contracted wrestlers now than ever before. There it is yeah. easier to I shouldn't say easier. There is more opportunity to make a living in professional wrestling as a professional wrestler than ever before, and. Mm-hmm why anyone would complain and want something to go out of business so people lose their jobs is beyond me. Because they're jaded and, and they're just ignorant. Well, I love the wrestling community, but in a lot of ways it's kind of like any other fan base, you know, uh, whether it's video games or comic books and people are passionate about it, but some people think there's, there's – and I'm not paintbrushing an entire fan base, but there's a segment of the wrestling, and it's small, a small segment of the wrestling community where if it's not what I like, I don't like it, I don't, and nobody else should be able to like it either. Yep. You know, it's kind of like, like what I like, everybody should like what I like, and I don't have to worry about liking what everybody, and it's, it's, it's selfish, it's childish, you well, know, uh. There's there's pl- pe- plenty of people who love different styles of wrestling, and if you like it and enjoy it, that's awesome. I mean, re- wrestling should be a buffet, or uh, like I always say, wrestling should be like Chex Mix. You might not like the pretzels, but hey, I like those peanuts. Hey, I like the cereal that's in there. You know, there's got to be a little bit of something for everybody. Right. And, you know, yeah, like. I love luchadors. I love lucha libre, but at first it took me a while to understand the psychology of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they work the other side of the body, all this other thing. So it's like, I'm watching wrestling in the mirror kind of thing, <laughs> but, uh, Hey, they're phenomenal athletes. I'm not going to knock them. It, there, there's a rich tradition there in lucha libre, you know, especially with the masks and stuff like that. And it's so much passion. So when it comes to AEW, there, you know, Tony Khan, I mean, much like us, has been a fan all his life. Yep. Uh, his recall of 
things that people have done in their careers is amazing. He's got an amazing mind. So but he's focused on, you know, the pro wrestling and giving fans, uh, you know, what they want. So I don't get what's, you know, wrong with that. And like I said, I was backstage. And, and granted, it was just one show. I'm not going to be that guy who went to the thing one time and went be, and act like a fucking expert. But I've been in enough locker rooms in my career where you could just walk in and go, oh, this is, this, is, this is not good. I walked into the AEW locker room going, oh, man, it's pretty fucking cool. And it was from everything from Tony to the, the people who work behind the scenes in production. You know, the wrestlers, production, Tony. Everybody, nobody was, was sitting there going, man, how can, like you said, nobody was sitting there going, oh, how can we fuck with WWE? They were focused on how can we be the best AEW. So, you know, well, it, uh, I'm sorry, James. I was like, at least we got, finally got Blue Meanie in the, in the Philadelphia arena. Yeah. It's well, true. I've been in, I, I've, I've been I'm, in Philadelphia I mean, arenas. in a couple of Philadelphia arenas. No, but yeah. I mean, that's that little WrestleMania I mean, that, that one time. But, but I mean, that specific arena, though, on a live oh. TV show. Yeah. Like, he, well, like Tony, Tony, like, <clears throat> these rest, like, you've had a legendary career. In my opinion, Thank fact. <clears throat> um, but you, I like you the never... little cough after he said that. He had a legendary career. <clears throat> no, no, he coughed fat. <laughs> oh, oh, oh went, okay, <clears throat> my bad. fact. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank yeah, it wasn't that... a legendary career, ah, motherfucker. I, I thought he went <clears throat> fat. Uh... <laughs> PhD. <laughs> I'm just fucking what you do. <laughs> I don't know, but like he, Tony Khan was able to let you, because you never had wrestled in that arena before, have you? They haven't so that, had much wrestling in that arena. Period. It's it's been them and Impact, yeah. uh, or TNA. I still call them TNA. Fuck them. They know who they are. <laughs> oh, <okay>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the Leo Core Center. I mean, that's it, it was. Uh, you know, part of Temple part University. Of Temple. Yeah, so that's where like the Temple graduation takes place in there. Um, but yeah, that was the first time that I was ever in that building was for, it was the TNA show. It was a pay-per-view. I don't know if it was like Lockdown or something. It was a pay-per-view yeah, where Mick Foley I won the title. Oh, Lockdown 09. Damn, look at you. And that, and that, oh, so I, that I, wasn't I, the first time I was in there. Okay, I was in there. I, was, I, I, like T, I, I love TNA from 2006 to 2015. Dude, 2006 TNA was some, that was good shit right there. Really? It really was. That was all. That was AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Chris Daniels. That was like the beginning Angle. of the X division, and then that, and that's when like Angle David. came in, and yeah, Cage, um, mm-hmm. Jared was, was on his way. Good. It was just a really good, uh, really good time. But and it shows and you the, what uh, it could Le- have been. And then Dixie Carter came along. Yeah. But the Leah Core Center was. Uh, I mean, if you're going to do a little history, that's where Hogan had his last match ever, too. Mm-hmm. Is it really? Yeah, for, uh, I believe for TNA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Glory 2011. That was 10 years ago this month. I wow. I remember that because that was the same year my dad passed away. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, you think of that building. And like James said, you know, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, being in that arena, it, it was pretty cool. It, it was something off the the bucket list. It was something, some place I hadn't been in uh, my hometown. My my one regret is 
and I can't go back in time, but uh, the Spectrum, you know, I would love to work the Spectrum. Yeah. And uh, that's the funny the, thing, right? Like they think it's you look from like a WWE standpoint and they're like, we're going to do WrestleMania at the I guess it was like the, the core state center or whatever it was at the time. Right. And yeah, many moons yeah, ago. Many and a Philly guy, a Philly guy is sitting there going, uh, dude, I'd much rather this be in the shittier spectrum. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, so I could work the spectrum. Dude, uh, when they closed out the spectrum, they did this uh, thing where 20 bucks, you could go in the spectrum and basically you loot the spectrum. Whatever you can carry and take out, you can you do. So uh, I went in there with uh, Bay Ragney, Bay Ragney, a.k.a. Chubby Dudley from ECW. And we drove down and, you know, it's like, dude, I've never worked the Spectrum, but fuck it. Lock up with me. <laughs> so me me in the middle of a, you know, the looting of the Spectrum, me and Bay Ragney just locked up to say we locked up in the Philadelphia, you know, a little collar and elbow action. I, th- I was like, oh, I think that's we should run some spots. <laughs> and, then they, people and then figure out what the fuck we're doing, dude. Nowadays, and you then just they took their phone and put it on thing. fight. Yeah, it would have counted. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking about. Uh, I was looking it up before we were talking about Tony Khan, and you know, there's a whole lot of like people who are you know with him having like a great mind, and people are like, oh, he'll never be able to compete with Vince and all that stuff, and. Here's the thing you have to remember. It's not so much a competing with Vince. Uh, Vince is... Thir- so, Tony Khan's 39. Vince is 37 years older than him. So, yeah. you know, it, it, you look at this and you think, Vince McMahon, well, yeah, it seems like he's, he's going to be here forever. He's not. And, no. you know, let's say Vince McMahon at 76 years old lives to the ripe old age of 96 years old, right? <laughs> You're still going to be looking at, at Tony Khan. That's old shit, pal. To, yeah. Tony Khan is going to be 59. Yeah. Vince is currently 76. When Vince is 96, if he is still alive and is still running WWE at 96 years old, Tony Khan won't have even turned 60 yet. So the idea of him competing with Vince, it isn't to me so much him competing with Vince. It's the idea that Tony Khan to an entire generation is going to be Vince. I really believe that. I think that Tony Khan in 20 years, they're going to be people, dude, someone's five years old right now. And when they're 25 years old, all they know is Tony Khan. Yeah. You know, Vince isn't on TV anymore. We're not seeing him the way we used to. We remember Vince, but we don't remember Vince as the, the this guy that comes out every so often, uh, where the hell have you been and all that. We don't remember that guy, you know? It's going to kind of be like uh, when I start watching wrestling in, uh, you know, I start watching 1982. And, you know, as time went on, I started hearing about, yeah, you know, I saw Vince McMahon, and they were like, "Well, uh, Vince McMahon Senior used to own this," and I was like, "Oh, there was a senior," and yeah. like Vince, Vince McMahon Senior became this mythical character mm-hmm. that, like, eventually I only saw in like photographs, and then uh, you know, down the line, eventually, you know, I think they did the, uh, I, it might have been the Lonely Road of Faith video they did with the Kid Rock song, 
where in the beginning, you know, Vince McMahon says a couple words, and I was just glued. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's this voice sound like? Because I've always seen photos, heard the stories, you know, him with the uh, roll of quarters in his hands, and, yep. you know, just, you know, jingling coins in his hands. You always saw him in the aisle way, you know, in the, in the backgrounds. What's this man sound like? And then I found out he was in the movie The Wrestler, the original wrestler, and then uh, stuff like that. But, you know, that might be how it is in a couple years where Vince McMahon Jr. goes on to be kind of like his father was, this mythical character. But, of course, Vince was never, Vince Sr. was never on camera. But, you know, so everybody's got an idea of what Vince was, but they'll see it through video. But, you know, there'll be kids growing up who are born and all they they will know is Tony Khan and AEW. So there's just a, it's a dynamic, you know. It's a, I think AEW's coming along at the perfect time, you know. You know, I, who knows what 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 would happen with with a WWE without Vince? You, you hate to fantasize about what it would be like if this guy dies, but no, you know, but eventually, I mean, we all have our mortality. You know, and, I mean, uh, I mean, legacy and stuff like that. You know, what's that? I about? mean, for me being like, I was saying, for me being in my twenties, like, I'm in that transitional period like to a degree with Vince being the old guard Tony Khan being the new guard and it's like for wrestling it's like James yeah that you like, know that's a great point you're 24 years old so jealous yeah seriously what the fuck man um son of a bitch but let so let's ask you what is your perspective on it like i mentioned earlier the the gravest challenge right the first the first survivor series with a match and then this is the uh with a non-survivor series match 30 years ago uh next month i mean you were not here yet so uh when you look back on things like that when you look back on like the original hulk hogan wwf run like how do you view that do you view that in the way that like i view bruno san martino like like James Sorensen, you know, came out of the uh, Gobbly Gooker egg. Yeah. <laughs> At Survivor Series. So He's like, the original plan. So, like, you know about the Gobbly Gooker, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. what is your thought on it? Like, to you, does that is that, like, this ancient thing that, like... Well, with... I, I do a lot of looking back on just my life in general and just... But also... I kind of consider myself an old soul, so mm. I would like to think I was Vince McMahon Senior in my old previous life, but that's, that's oh, that would probably didn't. Hold on, hold on. Five minutes to get here, but there it is. Breaking news: Vince McMahon Senior has joined us here, uh, reincarnated <laughs> here on Mind of the Meanie. That's why it gets along with Eric Bischoff so much. Yeah, they both had a com- <laughs> they both had a common enemy. Vince, oh, C- Vince Jr. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, but like when I met, like, because meeting David Crockett, like, I just meeting him, like, all these legends that weren't legends when you were a kid, Meanie, yet. It's like, Taker, he's had this 30 year career, and now it's like, Kids, kids today won't know. Have to go back on the Peacock Network to look at his matches. Yeah. When I got to see him live on TV every week, 
Same goes with you, Josh, and Meanie. When Hogan was on TV every week or San Martino was on every week, it's like... It's 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 crazy to think that these at one time perform active performers are now legends. Like for me, fully, yeah, as just wrestling, but still, like I mean, having a retrospect on a lot of things, like just hindsight's twenty twenty, but right every happens there there are predecessors to everything and like last year we lost one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling history pat patterson yep and to think how much that that man changed wrestling for the better mm -hmm. i mean ultimately it was vince's call but before before Bruce was at the hip. It was Patterson at the hip. Oh, and yeah. just. Well, yeah, James, I mean, you're making good points. And it's all the people who paved the way, right? Like we always hear that the people who paved the way for this. And it's, it is a weird thing to look at these people who are now, you know, as they get older. And so I just saw a picture of Rick Martell doing autograph signing more recently. Yeah. He still looks like, great, by the he way. He looks great, but he doesn't look like Rick Martell. <laughs> he no, doesn't look like no. the model Rick Martell. Um, no. And it's, uh, but I, I look at Shawn Michaels. You see everybody kind of like pokes fun at the pictures of Shawn Michaels now. But I, I respect the hell out of the guy that he's just, I mean, for a guy who was so vain back in the day and now, I mean, he has, so he's bald, who cares, whatever. It's life, man. <laughs> That's what happens. He's probably just, I mean, he's probably just happy to be here. You know, um, and Shawn Michaels is 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 helping to build the future of wrestling. Now he paved the way, and now he's you know helping uh, fine tune the cars that are driving on the on the pavement he laid. You know, like it it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man, it's weird looking back on it, Meanie. Like it's, it's to, so to, to James's point with uh, Pat Patterson. When I start watching eighty two eighty three. I I watched any wrestling I could. <clears throat> there was a uh, one of the Saturday morning shows. Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson were the color, you know, the hosts. And I'm watching this, and you know, oh, this guy Pat Patterson, Pat Pat. I had no inkling at, as a as a young kid that he used to wrestle. Same with uh, Gorilla Monsoon, you know, because you know there was no internet and stuff like that. But then, like you know, through Coliseum video and the videos they show, start showing some of the older matches. I was like, it blew my mind that Pat Patterson used to be a wrestler. It blew my mind that Gorilla Monsoon was a wrestler. Yeah. You know, there's so many people who were introduced to Pat Patterson and, and Gorilla as uh, as announcers, you know. And then, you know, eventually you see Pat, you know, fade into the background and you know, occasionally you pop up to ref a, a celebrity match or walk Elizabeth to the ring at WrestleMania 4. Get, get that and, screen uh, time. He, yeah. Yeah, he but he but he, yeah. he booked himself a payday. And then you know and then, uh, but then and then you know uh actually uh, you, you just you know uh with the legends house and stuff like that and he get, you know you know and the, oh the legend round tables and stuff like that on the, on the network which are my favorite shows. And they get to hear him talk about the wrestling business, you know. 
I'm such a sucker for listening to the people who came before me talk about the wrestling business. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was at the uh, Icons convention. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting at my table. Fucking Tito Santana comes over. Hey, Meanie, how you doing? I'm like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I idolized this guy growing up. He's come over to talk to me, and we're, we're, just, we're just talking about life. And, he, you know, a guy like Tito Santana doesn't get enough credit for everything he did in the business with the Intercontinental title and some of the best runs he had, you know, with the uh, tag team titles. He held, you know, the tag team titles with, like, three different guys, you know, and, and – couple different decades you know so you know as a as a i i was fortunate enough like you james you know you say you you know you heard about these people before what they did and then you you know with david crockett you know i went to you know the nwa shows in philly at the uh philly civic center and you 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 know i'd be in my seat i look over and there's david crockett standing against the door watching the crowd watch the show and you go over and casually, hi, Mr. Crockett. And and he was always the same David Crockett, very welcoming. And, you know, thank you for being here and stuff like that. And and then here we are in 2021, and James Sorensen's sending me a DM with a video from David Crockett going, Meanie, why ain't you here? <laughs> I kind of what, what, I share. I hope you don't mind what, that I shared that with Josh yesterday just so you oh, can see Oh, why would video. I mind? Why would I mind? It was like the coolest. That was like James. That Dave was Crack one of the coolest. Shut the dildo in my mouth. All right. So there's a. We've. It's on camera. Go to the ad free shows Twitter feed if you want to watch it. It was unexpected. No, that was the <laughs> highlight of my. That was one of the two highlights of my of my year. Um, the other one was. Too. The other one was driving to Cody, but the Chicago. This year, like I said, this year was 10-year anniversary since my dad's been gone. Um, actually, meaning to the day, it was 10 years when I was in Chicago. And so that whole weekend, well, actually that Friday, I I drove Thursday night at 11 o'clock at night. I spent my entire, the morning of my birthday, driving to Chicago to ultimately end it with chugging uglies with josh chernoff <laughs> man dreams do come true right <laughs> no but they just to, meeting all these, to... these 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 legends like jeff jarrett um i did was it saturday uh, jerry the king lawler and jr it was like i the voices of my childhood like i respect tony tony shivani but like who there's only one Tony in this business, pal. Con. We should. But, oh, like, by the way, before I before, uh, not to interrupt, James, hold that point. But uh, we should call this episode "Chugging Uglies." Chugging Uglies. All right, I'm writing it down. <laughs> yeah, write that down. Because they used to chug uglies at the uh, the travel lodge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I feel so ill-equipped. I w- a little inside baseball. Uh, I thought we were. It's a Saturday morning. I thought we were recording at 1030 when we had agreed on 10. So I basically got up, looked at, got out of bed, looked at my phone, and you're like, where are you? I was like, shit. And I, I did my setup, came in, and I uh, I have no uglies. That's the point I was trying to make. And I, I was, I'm, I'm, 
But I was really like, us. when I was texting Meanie, I'm just like, because I'm sitting there, because based on the schedules, like, we pretty much were like, all right, this is the only time we can record. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is the only time we record. We got to put something out Monday morning at 6 a.m. So I'm like, it looks like this is going to be me and Sorensen doing this podcast. I'm like, Meanie, please come back to me. Some 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 extra inside baseball. Some some extra inside baseball. Last night I went back to the Monster Factory to do some training, train some guys uh, with Danny Cage over to the world famous uh, world famous Monster Factory. And when you get to the you know there, you get over there and you're just with guys and you're just talking wrestling and talking to business. I didn't leave the Monster Factory until like three a.m. Because we were just, we got there at eight, started training. I started running drills, teaching, showing some guys some new techniques and stuff like that. And then, like, everybody left. There's just me, Danny, and, you know, uh, Mrs. Meany, a couple other students just sitting there talking, wrestling. And then just like, we're like, oh shit, it's 3 a.m. I got to do a podcast in the morning. Let's go to bed. <laughs> and of course, you drive um, back to can I be honest with you? the park. Uh, please don't. No, so, I'm just <laughs> When I was talking with Josh and Calvin, it felt like three, two hours, not forty-five minutes. Like, I don't it, think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> we only talked for forty-five minutes, it, but I was like, "Motherfucker, this is how long? How many days has this been?" Get to the fucking point, but now. <laughs> I think we know what Put you're a trying bow to on say, shit. <laughs> James. In Chicago, it, it, it was it, like it felt. It felt effortless. You're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt because like I picked up Josh like one saved me, and you threw him over the top rope. Yep, picked me up and razor's edged me <laughs> over the top rope. Well, and then I threw open his bathtub after I walked into his room. Ah, uh, that was you. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, I, I just wanted to drag this on here real quick just to see how it pops up. There it is. For yeah. for the uh, this is why this is why you have to get on Patreon. For the Patreon members right now, there's a full screen of David Crockett uh, while interviewing him taking a uh, a wooden dildo. It's wooden uh, because it's actually part of a. uh, Wouldn't you know it? it, it, Statue. It's actually part of a statue that was a a a presentation that was given to him by uh, um, Efron. From ad free shows, Efren gave a uh, gave him gave him one and then gave. Well, no, I think he gave them both to Tony. It was like Tony Chavone, the one that we don't know of. Yeah, Tony Chavone. So so, but again, I mean, this is the type of stuff that honestly, like Meanie's talking about. Like, it was a funny thing. He kind of you know while we're talking about, we're like, yeah, and you got these awards, and he like goes and like shoves it in my face, but. There is that part where you walk away and you go, dude, that's David Crockett. <laughs> like, this is like, <laughs> that was not on my, on my, my, uh, bingo. We're card, out of time. You know, like yeah. for 2021, <laughs> like uh-uh. it's, it, so it, it's, uh, you know, and, and honestly, that's kind of like when I look at wrestling today, these opportunities and so much of this, you got to give credit to Conrad Thompson and his team and what they've created. Absolutely. But there are these opportunities to interact with these people that, A, I didn't think I'd ever cross paths with David Crockett. You know? I mean, all the way up until, like, God, like, uh, 2018, 2019, 
Yeah. Early part of 2019, have you been like, oh, you're going to cross? Oh, no, I guess I met him in 2018. He was at a StarCast. But, like, I never would have, prior to meeting him at the first StarCast that, I, that he was at, uh, I think it was in Vegas, but, like, prior to meeting him then, he was definitely one of those people where you'd be like, well, yeah, I'm obviously never going to meet him. Or Jim Crockett? Well, I was about to say, David or Jim Crockett. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at that StarCast in Baltimore. And uh, Jim Crockett seemed like a little taken aback in a good way mm-hmm. at the crowd that showed up just to listen to him and David talk about, the, you know, the wrestling. And, like, he was like, wow. There were – I had a, a similar experience with uh, Jim Johnson who did all the music for – or Johnson or Johnson? Uh, Johnston, I believe. Yeah, I think it's sounds John. Like a law firm, sounds like a law firm, Johnston and Johnston. But uh, Jim, now I need. Jim, to I, now I'm hearing it both ways. Yeah. Um, again, back to Conrad and Starcast. He had Jim Johnston do a panel, mm-hmm. and Jim Johnston came over to me. He's like, "Hey, Manny, good to see you. We hadn't seen each other in ages." It's like I'm doing this thing. I, I don't, why do they want me to do this? Why? Yeah, you know, like he doesn't why me understand? But what, yeah, yeah, no, but so, like. But Jim Jim Johnston and David and Jim Crockett, through Conrad, got to have these panels in front of fans who appreciate them and got to hear some some awesome legendary stuff. And while while the Crockett panel um, is great if you – it's great to cure your insomnia uh, because of their host. Um, What I will say (laughs) – is the conversations with Conrad, uh, um, with Jim Crockett, it, it, go out of your way to to watch that or listen to that over at Ad Free Shows because it, it. I mean, the fact that he had the opportunity to really tell his story is incredible. Um, and that I remember yeah. sitting there watching that panel and listening to them, and it was so great. And I just and look, I know this is not a personal knock, but I was just like, man, I wish I was up there hosting this, yeah, because there was no energy to it and unfortunately you know those are guys they were kind of nervous they needed someone to drag that drag it out of them you know they never yeah. sat and told their story before so yes. they you know but by the time we got the conversation with conrad it was awesome who was it who hosted that i can't remember was that bruce mitchell uh, yeah i don't know bruce mitchell i'm not that, <laughs> not knocking the you know but i no. it was he's no josh journal that's for sure Hey, you know what? There you mean, were plenty of people ahead of me in line of who could have, who could have done that. And uh, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know the, the, you know, where was Mike Johnson? <laughs> you know, like there is uh, nope. where, where was Conrad? <laughs> where was anyone else? Uh, no, Paul Conrad, Bromwell. <laughs> where were you, Paul? No, Conrad, um, Conrad made a lot of dreams come true this week, that weekend for me. And just being able to talk, wrestling with so many incredible individuals being able to meet you josh um i mean it could have been better if meanie was there but yeah that's not a knock on you josh i just he was gonna be there but then he's like man you need to pad the lope but but but, but what one of my favorite lines now what, what choked me up about the episode that you talked about your experience um is that I appreciate you guys talking me up and um, making me feel like 
you guys are two legends in your own right. And I appreciate the, both of your friendships. And sorry to drag that down just a la- little no, bit. Hey man, but, no. I mean, you're, you're, ha- you're half right on the legend thing. Um, Bring the praise, bro. Yeah. Bring the praise. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, hey, I, we really appreciate you. And that's why it's awesome uh, to have you on here. You know, and it was well, great that, to we meant every word of it. That's the thing about the, the, this podcast. We wanted to build a community. And, uh, you know, you're a part of the community, you know. And we're a micro, we're, a, a, you know, wrestling is the planet. And we're one of the satellites revolving around this planet. But we're all revolving with it together in our little community over here. And, you know, everybody's got their own thing. You know, the major brothers have their community. We have our community. There's the ad free show community. And we're fortunate to have this community, you know, on a, on an idea that just, uh, I, people have been asking me to start a podcast and I, I mean, I'd start a podcast and uh, my whole thing was like, is anybody going to fucking listen? Just like the Crockett's, you know, yep. and Jim Johnston, Jim Johnston. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and here we are and here you are on the episode because, you know, you, you're one of our supporters, you know, and. You know, it's, 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 it's well worth the investment. Like I, if I could pay any more, I would. Oh, stop. Don't let Conrad hear you say that. He was, no, when he found out that we had a tier that was higher than one of his tiers, (laughs) it's like, the the fuck is going on here? How come we don't have, how come we don't have a tier that, that high? We need a Sorensen level. Yeah. But, uh. No, man. Hey, uh, it, it's Liam Savage over here. Sorensen leading the charge for us misfits. Hey, man, here's the thing. At the end of the day, we're all professional wrestling fans, which yes. makes us all misfits in, in the real, in the real yes. world, um, which is why it goes back to that whole thing of like the wrestling fans like fighting against each other. It's like Meanie said this many times. Like, dude, like we're all a bunch of nerds here. <laughs> like, let's, why, let's stop. Why, you know? why are we infighting when the rest of the world thinks we're idiots? Yeah, right? <laughs> We, so, we we should band we should band together. I, I I'm I'm always of the belief: don't spend time burying something you hate. Spend your time building something you love. If you yeah. love of, if you don't like WWE, don't watch WWE. If you like AEW, spend your time building up AEW. Introduce it to your friends like a family heirloom. Stuff yeah, like don't that. Don't bury Just, like if it's not your cup of tea. Don't bury it. You. No, there's no need for that. If, if Look, it's not your can of seltzer, you know. Just yeah. Don't... Yeah. Look, WWE has been around for a very long time. And if you look specifically at Monday Night Raw, you're talking about Raw being on for almost 30 years, right? Like, yeah. There, there are plenty of television shows that people watch, and they're on for a long time. What's one that's uh, uh, ER was on for, what, 15 years or something? Yeah. And I know there are people that around year 10 were like, ah, most of the original cast is gone. It's not really, I, I'm, you know, it's still a good show, but I'm just not really into it anymore. And they stopped watching. Um, yeah. and it's a shame because, you know, some people really loved it. Like for me, I watched every season of ER, even as it changed and, and you wish things were the way it used to be or whatever. That's the thing with like raw, like it's okay to stop watching it for a while. This it's not going anywhere. It'll be there when you come yeah. back, and you're not yeah. missing anything because chances are when they get good again, because in my opinion they're terrible. When they get good again, they're not going to reference 
these awful times. So, you know. No. So you can jump back in whenever. So just stop watching. You know, if you don't want to watch it, stop watching it. And, and honestly, that is what you should do. Because if you don't go online and bitch about how much you hate Raw and WWE's product. Stop watching. Because if you stop watching a product that you don't like, they will look at it and say, oh, man, people must not like this. They're not watching anymore. And then they'll change and they'll become better and then give them another try. And if you don't like it, stop watching again. Because while the ratings war is a bunch of crap in a lot of, in a lot of ways, in other ways, it really is a gauge. And if you continue to hate watch something, then you're not showing them that you don't like it because they're looking at it going, well, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Why are we reinventing the wheel? You're going to tune in no matter what. So, and, he, and here's the thing. I, I wanted to tweet this, you know, during Raw. Imagine, imagine watching something you hate and then telling the world you hate it and then watching it again next week. It's just, even if you hate it and you're, you're watching and you're watching to tell the world you hate it, you're helping the product trend in, on social media because even if you're saying you hate a product, you're acknowledging it exists. And then like, you know, I forget. There's been so many times people are like, oh man, I watched this thing. It was so awful. I was like, oh, let me go watch this awful thing. I wound up liking the thing. <laughs> Everybody ate it, you know? Just the fact that you go online and talk about how awful something might turn somebody onto the product and they might like it and it might not correct the situation. So mm-hmm. if you just stop talking about it and let it kind of slowly, you know, taper down and let the ratings go down and let the you know, no sell it, you know, no sell it to the point where WWE has to go, man, we really got to, you know, change something here. We got to, you know, figure something out. You know, people stop, people aren't talking about us, people aren't watching us. But they're 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 hate watching and they're hate talking about us, so they're they're happy with that because any any you know reaction is a good reaction. Yep. You know. Yeah. The issue is when you know they say they just you know doesn't matter what you say, just spell my name right. You know, like exactly. It, it, it's, exactly. O R E N S E N. Thanks, James. Um, no, I I think uh, you know you look at at some of the greatest like movies. And you look on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. and it's like, it has a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, it doesn't have 100, but it's objectively an incredible film. But who are these other people that are saying it sucks? Some of them are trolls. Dude. Some of them are just people with a difference of opinion, and that's okay. And that's I why mean, I hate ratings to begin with. It's like, I've never been polled. Mm-hmm. I've never, nobody's going, hey, Meanie, you watching this? Mm-hmm. Well, the Nothing. ratings don't mean the the ratings legitimately. They don't mean anything because I I right. haven't you know I I know when I'm not watching something and nobody's it's keeping all, track of it. it it's all yeah. subjective. Like we'll go back to movies for a second. I like the movie Ready to Rumble. Some people don't like that movie. I mean, is it campy? Yes. Yeah, but it is. What it is. is like, does it? You know like, who turned? You know. You know who turned me on to Ready to Rumble? Goldust. It's going to be so out of left field, but I was talking about it. I was, I was watching that movie, Ready, Ready to Rumble. It's actually quite good. Fucking William Regal. 
I was in Memphis uh, for Memphis Championship Wrestling. They sent me down to Valmel, and, and Regal came down to, uh, you know, get back in with the company and stuff like that. And we're driving along. He's like, you know what I like? I like that. I just watched it with my son. It was actually quite good. Ready to rumble. I went, what? <laughs> That's amazing. I almost drove off the road. I went, what? And then I watched it, and I was like, this is a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It, it gets shit on just because of um, – the whole Arquette thing with WCW. Yeah, but, um, people got to get the fuck over themselves. Right, you know? right, right. I mean, hey. it, it, some just because they were trying to make trying, publicity for a movie is good. Any any publicity for the movie, for any movie is pretty relatively good. So it's like you're trying to promote a movie. So yeah. Hey, shout out to uh, Jerry Briscoe. For uh, liking the Ask Meanie tweet. Oh. That's nice. I mean, a, a, I mean, re, uh, a retweet wouldn't have killed you, Gerald. But no, thank oh, you. Oh, yeah, I love the episode. I loved Meanie being on for Gerald Briscoe and Bradshaw. That It was cool. I didn't been. actually know he and Bradshaw had ever met. <laughs> so it was, it was an educational uh, episode. Hey, you know, speaking of Ask Meanie, though. Um, I feel like now is probably as, as as good a time as any to to ask me anything. What do you think, James? Yeah, and yeah, I think it's time for me to go. I uh, my sister's moving across town, so from one place to another place in town. So, right, I, you a son uh, of a bitch. Uh, that's fine. Is your hey, sister named mean- Erica? I have to go help my sister Erica, not Bischoff, uh, uh, <laughs> move across, move across town. Uh, uh, tw- Twenty hours later, hey, I'm with my friend Erica in Wyoming here. <laughs> Fucking oh, kayf- you, kayfabe and motherfucker. This time, actually, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm just kidding. I love you, James. You're no, a good human being with a good heart. James, and, thank uh, you. Yeah, seriously, thank you so much for being here, man. We really do appreciate it. Um, I appreciate I appreciate you guys. Like, I, I I sent you guys a picture a couple weeks ago, but I I had a couple of the amazing, the wonderful Mind of the Mini two-packs. Yeah. At mindofthemini.com. Thank you very much. Thank you. And... I gave that to my nephew, and he was ecstatic. Like he literally went home, opened it, still mint on card. The back packaging still mint on card, but went went home and played with it. That's awesome. Man. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's the nice about. thing about some of those. The uh, bubble just falls right off the <laughs> right off the cardboard, so you can keep it mint. Um, no, that's awesome, man. And we appreciate everything. I know you got to get going to to help Eric or your sister move. Um, Brandy. But, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we really appreciate you being here, James. It's always great to hang out with you. Always great to ha- have your support. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, and if you feel like you want to just keep being a Sorensen Blue Level, I guess we'll see you in a, in a couple months. Right back on here, maybe in time for... Uh, Right around our 100th uh, episode. I don't know. This was episode 83. 
Yeah. So, and in two months, all the sense of the world. Next month will be. Next month is eleven months. December first, one year. Really? View as a patron? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, right? We didn't. We we started it towards the end of last year. Yeah. The updated version. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. You've de- you've put it. You've spent a lot of money on us. <laughs> and also, I hey. Believe- Shout out to James Sorensen, who uh, has a package coming his way. Um, uh, purchased one of my So Says the Superstar t-shirts, which is crazy. Um, and actually, a couple of you uh, Pod Squad members have purchased those shirts, which is unbelievable to me. I found a box uh, in my basement of, I think I, only, I had like 30 shirts left. These are the shirts that I used to... I wore when I wrestled. I sold them at my gimmick table and, and whatnot, but uh, I had a, a few of them left. I think we've got like something like 19 mediums left and, uh, and like, like something like eight or nine larges. Um, and uh, I, brought, I bought the last extra large. I bought the, be- the last extra large. And man, I, I, I got to tell you, if you're wondering why do, you, do I still have all these shirts? Clearly, I sold out of all the extra large and double XLs, but uh, yeah. there were not a lot Those of demand for mediums. So, um, but yeah, no, man, I really uh, appreciate your support with that. And of course, you got a, a, a tie coming your way, and uh, I'm excited to see your Halloween costume. Nice. Yeah, and again, my apologies. I apologize on the on the UPS, not the postal service. For Dude, you don't have to apologize to the postal service. All right, so no, I don't know that anybody really. Well, you posted it on online, so yeah. So I sent James a tie, um, one of my old ties, so he could he wanted to dress as me for Halloween again this year, and uh, I sent him the tie so that he could have like a more legit you know thing. And I signed it for him and sent it, and he opens up the package and there's nothing inside. So what? Not sure what the hell happened there because I 100 percent put it in the package and sealed it myself. So obviously somebody opened it, took something out. Is what it is. Uh, so I sent him another one um, along with that shirt. So, because Josh is such a good dude. Uh, well, you bought the shirt, so how could I not? You know? <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Dude, you're dressing as me for Halloween for the second year in a row. That's absurd. And uh, the least I can do is help out your, uh, your costume. So uh, excited to see it, man. And uh, excited to see you back next time. But uh, we're going to let you go. Then we'll do some Ask Meanie. Um, but yeah, James, thanks so much for joining us, man. Take best care. investment, best investment oh. ever. Uh, you're dude, you're kind. the best. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Love y'all. Love you, man. Love you too, buddy. Have, st- have fun storming the castle. Oh, <laughs> stealing your gimmick. He stole your gimmick, meanie. You thieving son of a bitch. Um, but hey, we should get into ask meanie. What do you think? I would love to. But before we do, ow, oh my God, fuck. Oh, there it is. Oh no, it's a bloodbath in here. There's got to be a better way to get my dagger clean and shiny safer than this. This is what I use to deal with when I cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping my dagger slick and ready for wherever the night takes me. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement by going to manscaped.com 
for 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANIE20. It's time to end the days of shaving your balls ending up looking like a horror movie. Folks at Manscaped have the perfect package for your package to get this done. The Below the Waist Grooming Leaders have a fourth generation performance package. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. That's 4.0. That's, man, they're just getting better and better. The fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Also, the Hoid Whacker knows an ear hair trimmer is there for you. And speaking of taking care of your best friends, your, uh, your, don't forget to give your testies besties the love they desire with Manscaped's liquid formulations. First is the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Put deodorant under your armpits. Why not put deodorant on your balls? Can't forget about the Crop Reviver Ball Reviver to give the boys a boost. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code MEANIE20 at manscaped.com. Spend spooky season using the best tools for the job. You can get 20% off free shipping with code MEANIE20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MEANIE20. Slay your worst pubes and keep your dagger clean with Manscaped. Or as Vanessa said earlier, I got to dig this up. Because Vanessa's always hooking this up here. Uh, Manscaped, turn your hair wolf back into a clean-cut Eddie Munster. And Manscaped, Meanie, they're still... uh, They're still just... They're awesome. Dude, Supporting us. We're so for, so fortunate to have uh, a lot of good sponsors. You know, you know. They're the James Sorensen of uh, of ball shavers. Yes, pretty much. I, I was I was looking for something, and you nailed it. So yeah, <laughs> it, it, dude, they've been with us for a while, and uh, they help uh, keep the lights on as long, along with our pod squad. So so much. You know, I love their products. The products are great. You know, and like I said. I'm getting to that age where I'm going to have to start, you know, uh, taking care of the near, the nose and ear uh, trimmings, which uh, with their uh, weed whacker there. So it's just, man, it's a, it's a, it's a good quality product. Yeah. You know, it, it's one thing to use something and you, you turn it on, it's like, Rah! you turn it on and you barely even hear it. And uh, it does a good job, uh, you know, keeping the meaning clean and tight. It, uh, man, they, you know, they've sent us some great stuff. They're actually going to be sending us some new things soon. Uh, some new nice. stuff that they have coming out that we can't talk about yet, but they are, they have sent me an email asking, uh, for our addresses so they can send us some new stuff. So like, man, nice. they, they just, that's the other thing. They're great partners here, great sponsors for our show, but then they just keep sending us stuff too, which is like, I don't want them to, to know how much I enjoy that or they'll think they can just send us stuff. Um, but, uh, no man, it's, 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 it's awesome. Uh, so we really do appreciate them. And again, it's a uh, promo code meanie 20, save yourself 20% and get free shipping at manscape.com. We appreciate that. And I think with that meanie, it's time to ask meanie anything. It's time to ask, meanie anything. ask me something. All right. <laughs> Devin Miller. 
I heard this recently on the Pritchard show. If Meanie had to do Legends House Season 2 with a handful of other legends, who would he choose? It's a great question. It is. Um, and again, that's probably one of my favorite shows. That's one of my favorite shows. Who would I want to be in the house with? Ooh, there's so many to choose from. Um, of course, Bobby Heenan. Uh, I'd love to be, you know, chill out with Bobby Heenan in the house. But here's the thing: they try to, you know, put, I mean, to make the, they try to make the kiss. So there's a little bit of, you know, some kind of manufactured drama. And uh, I, I, my house would be like the most boring house because it's all people I want to get along with. So uh, definitely Bobby Heenan. Uh, probably, probably uh, Ricky Steamboat. I would love to pick his brain. And, uh, of course, Bobby Eaton, beautiful Bobby Eaton. Uh, and one of my main re regrets is, you know, Bobby Eaton was a huge influence on me. I, I rarely got to interact with him except from a, a few choice meetings. So to actually get to meet the guy because, he didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't do too many interviews, you know. There's always Jim talking on the shows and stuff like that. He, I mean, he's done a shoot interview here and there. But, you know, sometimes, you know, when it's just the boys around, sitting around talking, I would love to talk to Bobby about a lot of the stuff he did, you know. So, uh, so uh, Bobby Heenan, a couple of Bobbies, Bobby Eaton, Bobby Heenan, Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Bobby. Uh, Ricky Bobby. Ian Ricky Bobby. We call it, I call it Ian <laughs> Riccoboni and Ricky Bobby. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. I know there should be a few more, but there's so many guys. I would, I would just love to just go back in time and hang out with, you know, and get to know. Here's a serious question that comes from uh, Solidus Grape at Primetime Grape. Have you ever thought of compiling all of your farts and setting them to the tune of Ode to Joy? <laughs> if I could. If I had the, uh, if I was uh, uh, musically inclined, <laughs> you know. We had, I used to go, last year, that? last year we, we kind of like, uh, like an impromptu silent night, I believe we did, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> So that was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I used to go see this band, Bonehead, back in the day, and they had a keyboard player, and he had sound sounds loaded into his keyboard. And he would just play random, like, songs with, like, farts. And I giggled, I giggled like an infant. That that was if you actually that was very slow, but that was the dun 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 dun. There you go. I tried to. It just was so slow. Um. Yeah. There you go. Ode to joy. Or 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 yeah. Or you could do we will rock you. You know. that little one at the end though that kind of throws it off and it's too it's too slow i can't like yeah yeah anyway let me see if i go
what what are we even doing here? Uh, ringside <laughs> ringside rant. Um. Uh, in light of Daniel Garcia officially being signed by AEW, who will be the next top independent guy to be signed to AEW? Uh, I'd love to see uh, LSG. I was just uh, going to say LSG. Yeah. You know, Leon St. Giovanni. Um, I'd love to see him uh, be a full-timer there. So he, I wonder... So I just saw him last Saturday, and he actually injured himself in the match oh. uh, on AEW. Um, wow. So he hurt his knee, so he's going to be out for a little bit. Uh, but he, um, man, I thought he tore the house down in that match. I mean, he was there with FTR. Yeah. They were super giving. Um, yeah. And just, it was, it was I mean, that would have been pay-per-view quality, I thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so I was really impressed with it. But, um yeah, he is my vote. He's a good dude. Great kid. Um, one of my kids, one of my students. Um, you know, I, he he started training a little bit before I got to him, but I helped uh, mentor him a little bit and uh, you know uh, try to you know give him some uh, good ideas and and you know way, ways to present himself and stuff like that. And he's doing a, he's doing a phenomenal job. That he is. Uh, it looks like we might have the last question here from Mark and Dryden. With Edge now on Raw, who out of these men would you and Josh like to see him against? And I want to say, I said earlier that the draft doesn't matter, but then you'll occasionally have something like a guy like Edge who's been gone for so long and has not had the opportunity to work with a lot of the young talent but then it becomes intriguing. Yeah. Uh, so here's the list that he gave. Sure. Big E. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to say, who would you like? Out, out of these men, he said. So I'm just going to go down each one, and you just tell me what well, you like to give see. Me a, yeah, just give me the list, because like, I'm not updated on the uh, revised roster since no, the draft. Well, that's what I'm going to say. He gave a list here. He included a list of the people who, of the men's raw roster. Apparently, so gotcha. we'll go off of yeah. his list here. Uh, Edge versus Big E. That'd be, be and awesome. Edge and Randy Orton. I think we've seen a lot, but it could, can't get enough. Yeah, uh, but somehow they keep it. They keep it fresh. Yeah, Edge and Riddle. I would love that. You know, uh, you know, knowing them both personally, I, I would have a, a, a very. I would have a uh, what's it. Special vested interest. Mm -hmm. If that's in uh, seeing how that match would go along, uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, be interesting. That doesn't jump out at me as one that I'm like, oh man, I got to see that. But it'd be, but it's also one I can't picture. So I'd, it's intriguing. Uh, to use the proverbial, Edge could have a great match with a fucking broomstick. Mm -hmm. So. I, and I'm going to sound very boring with my answers because you're going to say a yeah. name. I'm going to go, oh, absolutely, because Edge is that good. Edge can work with anybody. So, of course, I mean, like in Austin Theory, Akira Tozawa, Otis, Chad Gable, any of these could just be interesting matches. One that jumped out to me, you've got Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio on there. I'd love to see him and Dominic. Just yeah. knowing what that would mean to both of them. And as somebody, you know, as a wrestler... 
I think that match would be so beneficial to Dominic. I mean, yes, he is the son of Rey Mysterio, and you know he's trained with Lance Storm. But as a performer, you always want to work with so many. You want to work with a lot of different people. So I think Edge, as not only a uh, performer, but now he's a mentor. Well, he's been a mentor mentor for a little while, to, uh, for for a good while, especially with like the Edge heads and stuff like that. But for Edge and Dominic to have a match, I think would you know Dominic would come out the on out on the other end of that match uh, with a uh, a lot richer mm-hmm. in experience because you know <clears throat> again yeah yes his father's Ray, but uh, you always want to work with different types and Edge could help him in so many different ways. Um, also on here, we've got Angela Dawkins, Montez Ford. That would just be fun. Finn Balor would be a, a, an interesting one. That, 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 that's the match they need to do next, I think. Yeah. Well, here's one that's... that could be interesting. Not, not yet, because they got to build him back up, because I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Karrion Cross. But I think they could have some fun, the two of them. I, I could see that kind of like grittiness of both of them. Coming out in that match. Yeah. Uh, Gable Steven, Steve, uh, Steveson. Um, I who the hell knows what to expect from that. So, um, yeah. uh, we got Ziggler. We got Robert Roode. Those would be fun. Cedric Alexander. Shelton Benjamin. I mean, any of these would just be good matches. Robert, Robert Roode jumps out at me. As that actually would be. Yeah, yeah, that would be a really good one. So, I don't think they've ever worked it against each other no and uh you know when you know edge was you know hot in wwe he was you know rude was hot in tna so that's that's a pretty good dream match right there yeah rude should be a main eventer on wwe's main roster in my opinion he should but yeah you know um hey here's here's one uh jackson Riker could not give a fuck about that um (laughs) just to throw that out there um the uh you know there were three of them two got released and they released the wrong two um (laughs) but uh hey uh shout out as we're recording this to uh to your your buddy um uh whose name is currently escaping me even though i just interviewed him last week uh um oh god Oh, uh, while you think of that, I'll add Gerald Briscoe to the Legends House. house. Oh, definitely do that. That would be great. I, I love um, Gerald Briscoe. Uh, who was the, one of the guys uh, from the uh, um, from the Forgotten Sons? Wesley Blake? No, the other one. Steve Macklin. Steve Macklin, thank you. I couldn't come up. Yeah, that's why I said your buddy. I couldn't come up with his name. I got a lot of buddies, buddy. I know you do have a lot of buddies, buddy. <laughs> don't call me buddy, pal. Yeah, don't call me pal, guy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Steve Macklin. Okay, yeah, and I just talked to him last week. Um, nah, he's but great. But you know what? I'm still getting used to that name, to be fair. I'm still getting used to that yeah. name. Um, well, he used Steve to be Cutler. Cutler but he was Steve Cutler. Before that, he was Tommy Macklin, so now yeah. he's just... He put the two names together, Steve Macklin. Yeah, but he uh, shout out to him tonight as we record this. We're recording this on a Saturday, and tonight uh, will he walk out X division champion? Mm. Maybe. 
Talk TNA about a guy X who, Division champion because they know who they are. Yeah, fucking. What's yeah. up with the digit, digital media championship? You know, look, I here's the thing. I appreciate <laughs> the. Uh, I appreciate anytime somebody is trying to think outside the box. Right? They're trying to think what? Well, there's the TV title, but let's do something a little different. So it's digital media, to, like. But I don't know. Maybe, look, maybe that's just because of where we are. Maybe if we were, you know, 20 years younger, we would think digital media title, that's awesome. Although, who the fuck calls it digital media? Yeah. You know, so it's, I don't know, whatever. Not I. Yeah. Um, the, the, the winner gets a back catalog of AOL signed <laughs> on discs. <laughs> uh, look at all this free internet I got. Uh, the Miz, that could be a fun one. And then finally... This is the one that I, I think I speak for both of us when I say this is the one that we've been waiting for really since Edge's return. Veer. Who? Veer. Who'd you say? Veer. That is his name. Veer. I want to say he's one of uh, uh, Jinder Mahal's guys. That uh, that Drew McIntyre tried to stab or something with the with Vince McMahon's sword that's named after Drew's mom. I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. Yeah. Somebody needs to check for a gas leak at Titan Towers. <laughs> that I don't like. Who ties their shoes? Uh, <sighs> did they take the handles off the stove for him? Uh, oh man, Veer! Well, I thought you're. I th I thought your mic cut out. Like it's like you started a name, <laughs> and then oh, uh, say that again. Your phone cut out. You know, one of those kind of things. Here he is. Uh, Here, here's Veer. If you can, because uh, I don't. Yeah. Hey, look! I, I wish the dude the best. How, he's, how, big, he's big boy. How do you audioize a shrug? Just like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm not shitting on the guy. I just don't know who he is. Yeah, no, it looks like Admit he was alongside. Uh, so apparently he was Rinku Singh. Okay. He was along. He's alongside. Uh, I believe he was trained by the great Kali. Okay. Um. So, man, if he has even an eighth of the great Kali's catch as catch can ability. Um. Catch uh, something. I'm gonna steer clear of ear, <laughs> I think. Uh but yeah, anyway, that's it for Ask Meanie. Thank you all for take for uh for your questions. Um should man, we should we end it on should we end it on that question? Or that's or it. We, we don't have anything with, else. I get well, I don't know, maybe we'll end it on. with Veer? I don't know what you guys did last uh last week because I don't listen to the product. Um did you, it's funny. Uh, uh, I, I uh, like I was watching the uh, Crown Jewel, and mm -hmm. uh, I was watching um, Mansoor. Mm -hmm. I forgot who is. It was as Mansoor versus uh, Safa Ali. Yeah, and the whole match, I kept. I, I'm watching. This, I was like, I keep wanting to call him Gorilla Mansoor. <laughs> I don't know why that Would struck me. Stop? I got yeah exactly. I got to I got to go. I went. Hey. 
He should get like the glasses and the the bow tie the and the pa- ruffled the paisley shirt. jacket. Yeah, he could be Gorilla Monsoor. I should get that. Uh, who's that guy on Twitter? James Vanderbeek or whatever who does the wrestling mashups. Yes, stuff like that. I got it. I'll DM him. I was like, you got to do Gorilla Monsoor. Yeah, this is James Vanderberg or something. James Vanderbeek was uh, Dawson on Dawson's Creek. But no, I think it's like based off of that. Yeah, that was like James Vanderberg. So it's like connecting. Uh... Now you're going to make me look. Wait, up. I don't know. Did you do the one with uh, uh, that George McGaffin? If you started wrestling right now instead of when you did, what would you do differently? And what would you do the same? Did you get that question last week? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay. Then you've gotten everything else. You got the question about uh, about wrestling games. Would you be in any wrestling games? AEW, the wrestling code. Oh, if they would want me, sure. Yeah. I think, uh, here's the funny thing. The, the, the one guy who does the action figures for him, mm-hmm. used to do uh, action figures for WWE. He's like, man, uh, you know, it's a shame we never got to do uh, a Blue Meanie, like, BWO three-pack. I was like, well, you, you could have done it. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Jeremy Potawar. Yeah. So yeah, like, the head of Jazzwares, who's doing the, the AEW. Yeah. I saw that a while. That was a while back. Yeah. What the? F- yeah. I was like, you know, you, you kind of could have. But yep. now that, you know, hey, if they do a, a dark elevation line. Dude, they also have a thing called a luminaries line where they're, they're yeah. going to have Sting in it. They're going to have old school uh, Chris Jericho as like, uh, Pre Lionheart, like when he was in Mexico, yeah. So they're doing do, uh, like old school. They're gonna do look, Jeremy Padua. He was the creator of the classic superstars line. He changed the wrestling figure game legitimately and changed the lives of a lot of legends uh, because yeah. he was the one. He worked at Jacks uh, Pacific, and he was the one who came up with the idea of doing the classic superstars line. He pitched it to WWE. And said, you have this enormous uh, catalog. And he was pretty much told, go get whoever you can get. And that's why back in the day, and this is the difference between Mattel. So Mattel can only make legend figures uh, of people who are currently under contract or under legends deals. So like they could, Mattel could not make a Blue Meanie action figure. A classic right. blue mini action figure. Jax would have been able to back in the day. And from what I understand, Jazzwares also can. They are not stuck with having to sign somebody who signed to AEW. So, but they'd want somebody that has some sort of a connection, I'm sure, which perfectly fits into the blue mini. So I would love to see a blue mini, like a classic. Blue Meanie Jazzwares AEW figure. I think that would be amazing. So Uh, I'm available. So at Jeremy Com. It's J E R E M Y C O M. Send your tweets to Jeremy Padawar and tell him we want to see the Blue Meanie in a future line. Whether it's the Blue Meanie that appeared on Dark with that uh, Mrs. Meanie Made AEW shirt, which honestly yes. would be pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Um, or classic old school Blue Meanie. Yeah. We want to see yeah. it. Why not? want to yeah. see it. I, 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 uh, I worked for him. 
Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Dude, why not? It counts. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, you are, uh, I believe the kids call it Toyetic AF. Um, <laughs> so, uh, which, which, by the way, Meanie, when we're talking about yes. you being Toyetic, you're not just Toyetic, but you're actually an action figure. Uh, you have, while we've seen now the announcement of the entire BWO will be yeah. uh, in retro form, um, there are still some Mind of the Meanie action figures available. Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, Although I do want to say we were involved. Few. We were involved in a scam. And oh. I, wanna, I wanted to bring that up. I forgot to bring that up on the podcast. So a woman claiming to be from Scotland okay. wanted to buy an absurd amount of figures. Right. And I was like, okay, but shipping's going to be insane. And they contacted us because they can't get it outside the U.S., you know, whatever. Although we are planning to open that up, by the way, where we can, there'll be a hefty uh, uh, shipping, like a $25 shipping cost, but where you would still, you, you know, we might, we have a few left that we might open it up. Uh, especially some signed ones to outside the U.S. for the Mind of the Meanie figures. But they wanted all these figures. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who, why do you want, like, so many, they wanted, like, 12 figures. And I'm like, this is going to cost you so much money. And then they're like, and we want to ship it through our own shipping people. And I was like, all right, well, there's a red flag. I'm like, that's weird as hell. I'm like, the old shipping people, they're like, yeah, it's going to be $900 for shipping. So I contact the person at this point. I'm like, there's a scam going on, but I haven't figured out what the scam is. Right. And they're, they're, it's all broken English in their text. And I'm like, you're from Scotland. You know, right. if this was from a, a country where they didn't speak English, like, it's a different story. But this is broken English. This is not like, you know. Anyway, long story short, they send me money. And I say, okay, we've got the, uh, I, I, I said, I was like, I'm not sending anything out. I'm not having your person pick it up until we've been paid, you know, like the hands right. down, they send me money. I'm like what? Like they sent me $1,700 by me. I mean, mind of the meanie sent us $1,700 for merchandise and the money cleared. And I said to my wife, I'm like, I still think this is a scam, but I can't figure out how this is a scam. What is the scam? They just gave me money. Right. Then they needed me to pay. They wanted me to pay the, the uh, shipping people. So I started going, <laughs> uh, whatever. And I told them, well, we'll only pay PayPal. We're not doing friends and family. We're only doing PayPal. Oh, well, we can't do it. I was, well, unfortunately, we're not able to do it. So they go, okay, we'll do PayPal. But you sure you can't do friends and family? Nope, can't do it. Because I'm thinking if something turns out to be a scam, I'm going to want to file a complaint and get the money right. back. Right. So this is where the scam comes in. We pay them on PayPal. We only pay them about half of what, you know, of what it, the total amount is that we got paid. Then I get a phone call. From a gentleman named Ray. Hey, uh, your phone number is associated with this, um, but uh, I'm trying to track down. It, it's it's M O T M. We have this charge on our company's credit card, 
and we have no idea what this is. Mm. And I go, okay, well, that is the Mind of the Meanie podcast, uh, and this would be for wrestling figures. And the guy laughs and goes, yeah, we're like a medical billing company. <laughs> we're not buying oh. much figures. So I go, okay. So here's the thing. Right. They stole this guy's credit card. They purchased, they, they paid us from the guy's credit card. We then gave money to this PayPal account, which is them. So they had no intention of ever picking up the, uh, the, the 12 figures. What they wanted was for us to give them, they stole $1,700 and made, and then we paid half of that, and they made half of that. So I told the guy, I said, we will work with you, whatever it is. Contact your your uh, credit card company. Let them know that this is bullshit. Um, and they're going to, so they're dealing with that. I said, you, here's my number. You know, you have my number. Call me if you need whatever it is. Uh, I'll answer whatever questions. I then filed a claim with PayPal to get the money back that was sent to PayPal. Right. So we will deal with that. We'll get their account closed. And I filed all the information here, the emails that were used. Here's the scam that was involved. So pretty much currently we made a profit and didn't give up and we never shipped the figures. Jeez. So as of now, we currently have made a profit of like $900. (laughs) That's insane. So I pretty much from like, well, we know it's a scam, but do we have to give that money back? Because we spent some of it in sending it to PayPal. Now, if PayPal returns the money to us, I'll give 100% of it back to the credit card company or whatever it is, you know, with, prop, with them showing us stuff. But it was a ridiculous scam. So the answer is this. Unfortunately, when one person ruins it for the rest of the class... Yes. There will be no exceptions. You have to purchase these figures through our website. There is no send us an email and see what we can work out. We're out of the U.S. and Because we've done that before with people who were just like, hey, we're willing to PayPal you an extra amount for shipping. And guess what? We did it and it worked beautifully. And there were no problems. Yeah. They didn't go through our website. Unfortunately, that's what happens. They ruin yeah. it for everybody. But so that was our fun story there. That's insane. Yeah. But the good news is there are 12 figures that we thought there are six signed figures that I thought were claimed that are no longer claimed. So we now have just about 10 signed figures left. So go to mindofthemeanie.com right now. We are going to open it up. I think by the time you hear this, it'll probably be opened up to outside the U.S. So go, uh, go now, mindofthemeanie.com. Buy those figures. I just saw somebody outside the U.S. was like, I just got them on eBay. I'm like, no, 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 no. Get them from us. You know, they're going to be in good condition. And they're going to be signed ones, which were never offered outside the U.S. So that's kind of a big deal, too. So Pretty, pretty cool. Well, that's it, Meanie. Anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Uh, Once again, thank you to uh, James Sorensen for joining us on our 83rd episode, uh, aptly, uh, numbered 
83rd episode. So thank you to the Sorensen level for joining us. Uh, thank you to each and every one of the, the pod squad members who join us live here each and every week on patreon.com. Thank you to everybody who downloads us every Monday, you know, at 6am. It means the world to us. Um, <clears throat> we're nothing without you. So, uh, and you know, that's why we do this. Like I said, you know, uh, it's why I got, you know, you know, I, I look forward to this day every, every week just to, uh, come out here and uh, interact with the, uh, deposit squad live and, uh, watch the uh, feedback online and, uh, watch the reception. You know, everybody seems to be enjoying the show and that makes it all the, all much more worth it. So thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Adam Bernard. Uh, you know, not Josh for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for, uh, making this thing a thing. No, oh, man. Thank you. Uh, this is still such a blast to be able to do. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where they say, you know, you, you don't appreciate, truly appreciate something till it's gone. Uh, the fact that I've had scheduling conflicts where I've had to miss weeks has made it that much more fun when I get to actually be here and do the show. So um, thank you, Meanie, and thank you, yes, Sorensen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pod Squad. We really appreciate it. Man, 83 episodes, 83 weeks. We, we I did I want to say 83 weeks. <laughs> 83 weeks. We've done 83 weeks. And that's why I think the episode should be called Episode 83 Weeks Chugging Uglies. <laughs> like, I'm going to yeah. put it like that. But, uh now, thank you so much, um, everybody. Uh, hey, do us a favor. Follow us on social media, at Mind of the Meanie, across all platforms. You can follow us as individuals. He is at Blue Meanie BWO. I'm at Sosa Chernoff. Uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. We have some great Slickter originals up there. Uh, if you want some great shirts. Uh, of course, there's still a few pins left. Believe it or not, yeah. there are a couple of pins. We just found out there's like a yeah. few of them left. Uh, so go get some Mind of the Meanie or Meanie Tunes pins. Um, and, uh, yeah, go uh, go on over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Get some awesome Blue Meanie shirts. Uh, Acknowledge Meanie has a great <laughs> shirt up there. So you're definitely going to yes. want to pick that up. Uh, what better Swinger. way to acknowledge Meanie than, acknowledge, than an Acknowledge Meanie shirt? Um, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, and of course, you can go to prosentees.com slash so says Chernoff. Uh, check that out. Uh, go to Mind of the Meanie's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Um, you never know when something's going to drop, so just subscribe on there. It's a great way also uh, to, watch, to listen to the episodes. Um, hey, if I can plug, uh, youtube.com slash so says Chernoff. We have a new episode of Talking with Friends up there. Of course, there's also the So Says Chernoff podcast platform where you can get talking with friends and you can get a lot of my interviews uh, from Fight. A lot of that stuff's going to be dropping over the next couple of weeks. We'll have the, uh, just did a few things. Like I said, I just did one with the Good Brothers. So that's going to be dropping in podcast form today as we record this. Um, and then some other uh, MMA related stuff that I can't completely remember what it is that we did yesterday. But uh, <laughs> we did a lot. Oh, great interview with uh, Jimmy Jacobs and Sammy Callahan promoting a show they have coming up uh, on Fight on October 30th. So uh, that was a fun one, as always. Anytime I get to work with Sammy Callahan is a lot of fun. And I'd never met Jimmy Jacobs, who was the man behind the list of Jericho. So it was a fun awesome. one. Um, but yeah, uh, Cameo, 
Check out the Meanie on Cameo at Blue Meanie BWO. Is it Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO? Yes, sir. And uh, I'm on there, the loneliest Cameo of all. Uh, cameo.com slash Sosa Chernoff. Uh, Meanie, are you still you still shooting? I'm doing the shoot videos over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. So if you want to get a uh, wrestling stylized uh, cameo, go over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie and get a shoot video. And, uh, and then, of course, patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. That's where you got to be. That's, that's where you need to be to enjoy everything the mind of the meaning has to offer. But, Meanie, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, we will be back next Monday as we are every Monday for another trip into the mind of the meaning. Blue, 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 blue world order. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 